Hi, I'm Caden. And I'm Henry. And this is Be in the Belfry. Today's episode is about colors. Color theory, color psychology, and colors in the good place. And also color blindness. Yeah, like our on-the-spot researcher, Shrub. Hello. Um, and he'll be getting a spotlight at the end of this episode. Um, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, he's a pretty cool dude-ish. Anyways, moving on. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um... Let's talk about the difference between color theory and color psychology. Ah, yes. So, color theory is, like, how different colors work together. So, like, red and green are complementary colors. Or red, orange, and yellow all are on the same part of the color wheel. So, like, those work together. Color psychology is when, like, people use color theory and also, like, how colors mess with your brain to make you feel different emotions, usually in film, but also in television. So, like, red makes you feel passionate, or it makes you feel anger, or green uh, sort of symbolizes immaturity. Uh, Pink symbolizes also passion, but in a different sense, like less romantic. Uh, And blue represents uh calm or sorrow yeah clearly i'm calm my hair is blue because i'm very serene sure you are sure you are (laughs) anyways spoiler warning for the good place um we are going to be talking about some plot points and different aspects of the show so you know like you're gonna hear about it i recommend you stop and like go watch it if you want to Yeah, watch at the very least the first season, because that's most of what is going to be spoiled here. Anyway, jumping into the spoilers. Okay, so in season one of The Good Place, there is almost no red in the sets, the props, or the the outfits slash costumes, which is amazing, because red's a very common color. The reason that there's no red is because the, um, is because... The producers of the show didn't want anything alluding to hell, evil, Satan, etc. And red kind of, like, somewhat draws one's mind to that. So in the entirety of, or in most of the first season, there's no red at all. Oh. That's, how much did they, like, nitpick at the little details? Like, a uh, lot. There's this horrible pair of pants that Chidi wears that's, like, a bright orange because they can't use red it's the worst outfit i've ever seen and it makes me so happy because it's so ugly because they couldn't use red but they needed red for the outfits they use this really weird burnt bright orange i mean yeah if you're willing to use bright orange pants you're dedicated you're dedicated anyway a good example of color theory in the good place is um eleanor shellstrop's house uh it actually has three main colors uh red blue and uh yellow um it's one of the few uses of red in the show and basically like yeah they're all on complete opposite sides of the color wheel each one color apart from the other if you're going by the basic six and then yeah they're they're equidistant from each other on the color wheel so yeah I actually never realized that. I'm usually just focused on how her face looks like a clown. Or how her face, how her house looks like a clown face. Oh, it does. Like, it it always tripped me up. Even before I saw her whole, like, I hate clown things. Oh, and the the three colors usually, like, 
you know, represent a little bit more cartoony or playfulness. So it makes sense that it would look like a clown. Exactly. Oh, see? Like, little details. Little details. It's so good at that. Another somewhat theory in The Good Place about color psychology um, is is the difference between Eleanor's outfits when she's in heaven slash the best somewhat version of herself and when she's on Earth. When she's on Earth, particularly in the flashbacks, you can see that she's wearing very um, bright, loud, like uh, almost aggressive clothing. And it like simulates or it's it's supposed to allude to her being like a worser person. But when she's better or she's like pretending to be the better version of herself, she's usually wearing floral, very bright, inviting colors instead of ones that kind of like alarm your brain. True. Moving forward, all right. (laughs) Going more into the color theory. Uh, Isaac Newton discovered discovered the color spectrum and properties of light associated with it. He developed the color wheel in 1704. And uh, hue is like what a color is in in essence. Like hue is just a fancy word for color. Uh, like the fanciness of colors goes C-L-C-O-L-O-R-C-O-L-O-U-R and then hue. <laughs> it's much more scientific. kind of more... Also shade. Color also encompasses shade. And then light. And then all the other things, too. Speaking of shade, in fact... Um, I'd like to throw some shade right now. <laughs> someone that's bothering me at school. Anyways. Okay. Speaking of shade, lightness is how light or dark a color is. So adding shade to it would be adding more black to a color. Adding tint to it is adding more white to a color. And then toning it would be adding more gray to a color. Uh, gray? Did you say gray? Like, I did say gray, gray man? Mediocre looking that, like, they don't stand out. Because if someone's really attractive, obviously they're going to stand out. If they have, like, you know, perfect face symmetry, like you, Henry, um, yeah. then they're going to stand out. But also, Thank if you. you're ugly, you know, you're going to stand out. Oh, that reminds me of two very specific colors that actually Disney uses because like Disney has to have all of these things to be legal, you know, like they have to have fire extinguishers. They have to have like giant posts. Some of them are just for aesthetics, like shining light on different things. So, uh, what the main two colors are go away green and blend in blue. Like those are the actual colors. And is Oscar the Grouch go away green? You're, you go, you go away green I'm wow kidding. i see how it is i just got fired from the podcast guys and, but yeah go away green uh and bl- and blend in blue you don't see them like if you focus on them you can see them but it's really hard just to notice them when you're taking in like disney world especially because there's all like poppy pastel colors then like you don't notice the green that br- that blends in or the blue that blends in with the sky that's really so, interesting. Yeah. But it makes the like bit, like the covers of the electrical outlets go away, so to speak. Like just you know poof. Speaking of green, you know what's important to me about the color green is that everybody admits that the color green is science, okay? It is this is important to me. The color green is science. Speaking of green, actually, 
um, on the opposite scale of go away green is a shade of pink. And so like Baker Miller pink was a very fascinating color psychology. People like there was, there were these studies done on it. Oh, I heard about Baker Miller pink. Wasn't it like used to like calm people down or something like that? Yeah. People thought that it calmed people down. So they started implementing it in prisons and in schools and in schools, like in a gym locker room, like some teams would put it in a, in the opposing team's locker rooms to where then they would be calmer on the field. That sounds like cheating. It is. That's why now both locker rooms have to be painted the same color. People will do anything to get the advantage. Indeed. But, jokes on them, they weren't getting the advantage because after 10 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes, uh, th- it actually makes you more aggressive because your brain realizes, like, oh no, I'm being tricked. Then you're more aggressive. Th- so, if the other team spent more than like 15 minutes in the locker room, they would be really aggressive because they were taking in Baker Miller Pink for the last 15 minutes. But that also makes prison, like pr- the prison setting, more aggressive. And it just really had an adverse effect on the whole thing. Wow. So they totally like ruined themselves. Eat butt, you ding dong. Come on now. Eat butt, you ding dong. As oh. you say when you make the winning move in chess. Anyways, moving on. That That's a good place reference. If you don't get it, we told you to watch The Good Place. Yeah, why haven't you watched it yet? Go. Going back to The Good Place, though. Smooth transition. Um, did you know that Janet's costumes slash outfits change a lot um, throughout season two? So she gets rebooted a bunch of times, and she has an original outfit that is her most um, remarked one. Um, but she changes through a bunch of different things, and she's based off of a 1970s flight attendant. Um, and each time she changes, each time she gets rebooted, she kind of gains more, like, self-awareness and self-realization. And by the end of season two, when she's basically become, um, non-static character, she goes back to her original outfit, almost as if they were symbolizing that she's, like, her own person now and that she decides. Oh, that's really smart. I and know, also, right? like, you know, yeah, it's really sweet. It does. But, like, aren't there neutral Janets and bad Janets, too? Good point, Henry. Okay, so neutral Janets are totally beige, all boring colors, which, you know, to convey neutral emotions, right? Yeah. Um, good Janets in general have very perky, usually somewhat floral, but all very, like, meshing colors that go great together. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and then bad Janets, they don't, it's not, they don't have red quite implemented into their color scheme like you would assume, but actually they have, they wear leather jackets and they kind of just have like a bad girl, whatever it's called from like 1960s biker movies, uh, aesthetic. Um, they're actually modeled after a real person. It's really fun because you saying like they're in black and all that. It, it reminds me of this one shade of black called Anish Kapoor black. If you look at art using it, it's so fascinating. But, like, it's the blackest black, and looking at it makes you seem like you're looking into a void. Anyway, the reason it's called Anish Kapoor black is because, um, like, you know the giant bean outside the Chicago Institute of Art or whatever it's called? Yes. Yeah, so Anish Kapoor designed that. 
And when he saw the color black, he was like, you know, I really like that black. But once everybody makes stuff with it, it's not going to be as cool anymore. So we trademarked Anish Kapoor black, uh, like previously known as Vanta Black, to where now nobody can use it. And he yeah. owns a color? You you can own colors. Like, Starbucks owns that shade of green. Uh, they do? Yeah. I did not know that people had the ability to just, like, claim colors. I would have I mean, claimed I, yellow, like, years ago. Not, like, the entire thing. You have to have a very specific hex code. I'm special, so I'm going to claim all of yellow. You just trademark all yellow colors that aren't already trademarked? Yes. If any, an No, I'm going to actually move. take the trademarks for everyone else. It's, a, it's called a power move. It's called a robbery. Uh. But, yeah, in retaliation to Anish Kapoor Black, this one artist made what he called the pinkest pink. And now everybody but Anish Kapoor can use it. Uh, it was really funny. So that that entire rabbit hole could be an episode on its own. I, I love that hole. Honestly, I love that little story. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, oh, going into pink. So back in the day, and most people know this, pink used to be a boy color, right? Mm-hmm. But like, especially in the early 1900s and the 1800s and blah, 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 blah. And around World War, or right, yeah, around World War II, people started putting their girls in pink because it was the male associated color at the time because they wanted to empower young women. And it backfired because pink's now the girl colors. That's all. We hope that you come back next time to hear more. And yeah, that's all. Yeah, please come back. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Introducing for our team spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one that they made tried to make fun of uh, at the start of this episode. We were very successful, I'll have you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, I am colorblind. Not very, but to an extent. Um, I am the head researcher and on site researcher, or a head researcher for Be in the Belfry. You can find me on Instagram at shrubbywubby2.0. I post quality <laughs> I post quality posts there. Um, I am an avid hermit crab. Just a hermit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I sit at home I sit at home a lot, but I've been hanging out more with the uh, the team and it's been really fun. So, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Bye.